thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. Yes, you yes. may be in a sick room. Yeah. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not trying to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. The top of my head. the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. Welcome. We're so glad to have you with us today for Jesus the Healer. And I tell you what, we are on a series that I am just thrilled to be able to minister yes. because it affects everyone's life. Yes. And how many of you know the word does affect everyone's yes. life? Yes. But there are some topics that are foundational to our Christian walk. And uh, we're dealing with one that is so foundational. It's called walking in love, walking in love. You say, well, what do you mean by the term walking in love? That means letting love be the flow of our daily life. So the way we walk is the way we're living every day. Amen. Um, we receive anything from God that we need, whether it's healing, whatever it is, answers, provision, anything we need from God, we receive by faith. But there are things that and flows that we must recognize that affect our faith. And one of those flows is walking in love. Uh, Romans 10, 17 says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, hearing what God says. So faith comes that way. But Galatians 5 and verse 6 tells us that faith works by love. Right. Yeah. So faith comes by hearing, but it doesn't work by hearing. Right. That's right. Faith comes by hearing, but it only works by love. Amen. So when we're walking in love, then we're walking in a way that our faith can work. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's right. If we're not walking in love, then the faith that we have can't work. Right. Amen. Amen. Because Amen. it on, faith only works by love. Right. So uh, know this: every day we need our faith to work. Yeah. <laughs> so that means every day yes. we're to be walking in love. Right. It's not an option. That's and right. when we talk about love, we're not talking about human love. Right. Yes. We're talking about the divine love of God that's yes. on the inside of every believer. Yes. God, we're commanded to walk in love. And the thing is that we don't even have to conjure up the love. Right. Right. Yes. We don't have to try to find love or get our own love, love going. No, it's with his love that's on the inside of us. Amen. All we have to do is yield to it. Yes. respond to it, draw on it in the face right. of circumstances. Right. Yes. And uh, that love will make us as successful as God himself. Yes. Why? Because God is love. He's never failed at anything. Yes. When we walk in love, we move into his success. Yes. We partake and we walk yes. with his success. We partake of that flow of success. Amen. 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 Um, we've been looking at so saying so much in connection with this. We've been on this for several weeks now. We ask you go back and watch any previous episodes that you haven't seen because we don't have time to repeat everything. But we are uh, making certain statements over and over because we want you to get these. Yes. Um, Dad Hagen, who was our spiritual father for decades, he made this statement. He said, I count more on my love walk 
to keep me healthy than on my confessions of faith. What's that mean? He's saying, if I make confessions of faith, but I'm, I'm off of love's territory, those, those confessions don't work. That's right. So I make sure I'm on love's territory because then your faith will work. And when you resist the devil, it always works when you're staying on love's territory. Then dad Hagen also made this statement. If symptoms show up in my body, the first place I check is my love walk. Did I step out of love either toward someone or toward God? How do I step out of love toward God? Disobeying his word, not being a doer of his word. That's the primary way. Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. In other words, do what I say. Amen. Amen. And know this, the love of God has been shed abroad in your heart. When you were born again, the love of God came in because God came in. Amen. Amen. So you don't need to pray for love. You just need to draw on and yield to the love and learn what his love looks like. How does his love respond? Uh, His love doesn't turn you, doesn't turn you uh, passive. His love doesn't turn you weak. Amen. Amen. How many of you know when we're walking in love, we're walking in the word. And how many of you know one walk of the word is walking in our authority? When we're walking in our authority, we're walking in love. Love does not mean laying down your authority and letting wrong and permit wrong things to happen around you. Nope. Not in your children, not in your family, not in your business, not in your thought life, not in your actions, your words. Uh, Love does not mean being silent. in the face of opposition. Now, love will not go and broadcast Mm -hmm. someone's wrongdoings because the Bible says love covers a multitude of sins. What's that mean? It doesn't announce what somebody does wrong. If you hear what somebody does wrong, that needs to die with you. Because love won't repeat something unlovely. Amen. But love does not go silent in the face of opposition. Love, love is not permissive toward wrongdoing and say, well, I'm just walking in love. Not if you're permitting wrongdoing of something that's under your authority. Now, if it's not under your authority, you don't have any business of saying anything. But if it's under your authority and uh, we say, well, I'm walking in love, not if you're not dealing with what's under your authority. Because love is not permissive toward wrongdoing. Uh, God, who is love. When things try to get out of order in his perfect society of heaven one time, uh, there was sin found in Lucifer. Mm -hmm. And love rose up and said, not here. And kicked him out. Because love does not go silent in the face of wrongdoing when it's under its authority. Amen. 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 Love walks in its authority. Now we were looking at something and we want to pick back up there again in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 13, the Amplified Classic says this. And so faith, hope, love abide. These three, but the greatest of these is love. What's that mean? Love has no equal. The divine love of God when it's flowing has no equal. How many of you know opposition is no equal to divine love? Now if we're not walking in love, then opposition can sometimes overwhelm the believer. But if we're walking in love, love has no equal. Opposition cannot trump divine love. So we see this, love is the greatest. 
it's the greatest force available to man. You say, well, I thought for, love, faith was the greatest force. Well, faith won't work without love. That's right. It works by love. So love empowers faith to be great. Yes. Yes. Amen. 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 Um, the divine love within us is a force that will abide and endure throughout eternity. So when you do something on this earth, whatever love thought, whatever love deed, no matter how important it may seem to you or not seem to you, if love is, if, if it's an outflow of love and motivated by love, what you do in love will live through eternity. Wow. Yes. Amen. Amen. Heaven will reward us right. for those love deeds. Yes. Amen. But anything we do on this earth, no matter how great it looks in the eyes of somebody else, if there's no love motivating it, if it right. wasn't born of love, right. it will die with this world. Right. Amen. Amen. What makes love so great? It transcends all realms. Yeah. It yes. goes, it, it works in all realms. Right. Amen. 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 Now, um, divine love affects all realms, doesn't it? Yes. Um, faith is important. But if we want to be a receiver of what belongs to faith, we have to be a lover. That's good. We have to be a lover. Amen. We can't say we're faith people and neglect walking in love. <laughs> if we say we're faith people, we're love people. We are love people. When we stop walking in love, our faith stops working. Uh, my son, Stephen, he made this statement in one of his sermons. He said, you can load a train full of goods. You can load it with merchandise and all good things that you need. But if that train isn't on the track, those goods aren't going anywhere. That's right. That's right. Love is the train track yes. to move those goods forward yes. into our life. Yes. Amen. How many of you know love has goods? Mm -hmm. yes. <laughs> it produces something. Yes. It produces yes. healing. Healing is a flow of the yes. love of God. Yes. Peace, joy, yes. all of these are the outflow of the love of God. Yes. Right. And so to receive and walk in and enjoy all these goods, they're on that course of love. Yes. Yes. Amen. Yes. It doesn't matter how many wonderful items may be in our train. Uh -huh. <laughs> Without love, those items don't arrive right. into our life. Amen. Um, Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 17. Go with me and let's read there. Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 17. It reads that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and the depth and height of what? Of that love, yeah. of what love contains. Yeah. Verse 19, and to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge, that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. Yes. Notice the fullness of God is in the love flow. We want to live full of God. Living full of love is how we live full of God. Yes. Amen. You say, well, Pastor Nancy, how, what do you mean by living full of love? Living, letting love uh, parent words. Mm -hmm deeds, yeah. actions, things yeah. born of love. Right. Amen. Amen. You know, to love God, love who he loves. Yes. 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 Who does he love? Mm -hmm. Everyone. Yes. Everyone. Yes. Everyone. Yeah. God will never send us to minister to someone we don't love. 
That's true. That's true. That's true. Loving yeah. someone does not mean agreeing. We may not agree with everyone. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. We may not agree with the way someone lives, behaves, speaks, mm-hmm. how they treat situations. Mm-hmm. But love doesn't mean agrees. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. So good. Many times people are looking to agree with somebody before they'll minister to them. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. We need to love them. Good. That's good. what in, that's empowers us to minister that's effectively good. to them. Yeah. God will never send us to minister mm-hmm. to someone we don't love. Right. Right. Amen. Amen. So what's this mean? Don't develop an offense toward anyone. That's right. That's right. So good. That doesn't mean you agree with everyone, right. but don't develop an offense uh-huh. toward anyone because then you're stripped out of love and God can't use you to minister to them then. Mm-hmm. And God needs, he, God needs those he can minister yeah. to people through. Amen. Amen. Um, so, um, I want, I want us to look again at verse 17, Ephesians three, verse 17, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith that you being, look at these words, rooted and grounded in love. My son, Stephen, in that same sermon, he made this statement. Everything you build must have a foundation under it. If it's to stand. Well, we know that, right? That's right. That's right. Faith needs a foundation. Mm-hmm. Yes. Love is the foundation yes. that faith must be built on if it's to stand. Yes. Right. What's this mean? What's this say? Ephesians being rooted and grounded mm-hmm. in love. Yes. Yes. So our life has to be built on the foundation of love. Amen. Yes. Amen. Amen. It's by faith we build on that foundation right. of love. Amen. Our foundation must be guarded. Yes. Our foundation yes. must be protected right. yes. against yes. damage. Amen. against erosion. Yeah. Yeah. Right. For without that sound foundation, the life we're building is compromised and it's in jeopardy yes. of collapse. Yes. Right. It's Amen. in jeopardy of falling apart. It's in jeopardy mm-hmm. of losing some things. Mm-hmm. Um, when God gave me um, Sister Amy Simple McPherson's vacation home, she built it back in the late 1920s. And God told me, he said, I'm gonna give you that home. And he did. And uh, before I even purchased the home, um, I called out an, a, a, an inspector, mm-hmm. a building inspector, not to see, because, you know, a bank won't even loan somebody money right. on a building unless there's an inspection done on it. Yes. They're not inspecting the paint color. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> They're not inspecting the lamps, right. you know, the pretty things yes. of the building. They're inspecting what that building is sitting on. Yes, yes. They're inspecting the foundation. Why? Because if the foundation is compromised, they will not loan money on something that has a compromised foundation. Why? Because they know their their money is not safe where the foundation is compromised. If money isn't safe there, a life isn't safe there. Right? Right. Um, I was able to pay cash for that house. I didn't have to get a loan on that home. But... I brought out a building inspector, not for him to see if I was going to buy it because people, when they go to buy a home, they will have it inspected because the inspection will determine whether or not many times they'll buy it because they may like the home. They may want the home, but they say, oh, this, this thing has foundation problems. Many people will just walk away from a home they like. You may like some things in your life, but there may be some things that need to, you need to walk away of what you like if it's not founded on, on that foundation of love. 
Um, so I called out the building inspector and I said to him, I said, I want you to tell me what the foundation looks like. I said, because that's not going to determine whether I buy the house. It's going to determine what I do once I buy the house. And so he said, well, Nancy, he said, um, when this home was built, it was built on foundations of rock and mortar. So they would have gotten these large rocks that are in the area, mortared them together. That would have been your foundation. So he said, so let me go under the house and look. And he came back out and he said, good news, Nancy. He said, the rock and mortar foundation has been removed. It has now been laid. Somebody, there is fresh concrete that somebody went in and pulled out section by section, that old rock and mortar, and they poured a section of concrete. Then they went to the next section, mm -hmm. pulled out that old rock and mortar and poured a foundation of concrete. He said, you have a brand new foundation under this house. I said, thank you, Jesus. Yes. <laughs> that was a big, big chunk of money. And uh, so I don't have to address the foundation, but I did inspect it. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Once you have a foundation, that does not mean walk away and never give your foundation another thought. Right. You have to constantly check the foundation yes. because the house may look beautiful, mm -hmm. but there are called rodents. Yeah. <laughs> There's certain, uh, certain elements in nature, whether it's rain and you can have a runoff of water True. that can eat away at a foundation. So we say, I, my life is built on that foundation of divine love. Great. Mm -hmm. Inspect it all the time. Yeah. Inspect it. Have I let something in that's eating away at my foundation of divine love? Yeah. What can eat away at it? Offense, mm -hmm. unforgiveness, right. bitterness, right. wrong thinking, right. wrong words. Right. Everything that's not born of love will attack the foundation of love. Amen. Amen. It will compromise the foundation of love. So we have to guard our foundation of love. Yes. Yes. Amen. You know, David wrote in the Psalms something to this effect. This isn't word per word, but it's the essence of what he said. He said, when I lay on my bed at night, I commune with my heart. What's he saying? I'm doing an inspection. Yeah. Yeah, right. What happened? What did I let in during the day? Yeah. Amen. What came against me during the day that I wasn't skillful with? Commune with your heart. What's that mean? Check your foundation. Right. Very good. That's a good habit. Yeah. That's not to be critical. That's to be safe. Right. Don't, don't, don't inspect your life to be critical against your life. Right. Yes. Yes. Because then your faith will quit working. Right. Uh, but do inspect your life to make sure it's still safe, mm -hmm. that it's still, uh, it's still in line with the word. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Uh, the song of Solomon, you'll, you'll recognize this verse song of Solomon chapter two, verse 15 says, it's the little foxes mm -hmm. that spoil the vine. Right. Yeah. Well, if little things will spoil a vine, little things will spoil a foundation too. Right. Right. And it's the little things that can easily go undetected. Mm -hmm and can reach down further than big things can reach. I've recognized this. Whenever I've missed it, whenever I've needed to make a correction, it's usually not a big thing. Mm -hmm. Most, I would say, the majority of people's problems 
come from little things going undealt with. Yes, that's true. So what's that mean? Good news. Fix a little thing. Fix a little thing. It it doesn't have to take years to fix it Mm -hmm. because little things can be fixed like that. Little things unfixed become big things. Amen. Amen. So don't allow a foundation of love to be compromised Mm -hmm. through something that is outside of love's flow. Amen. Go with me, if you would, to Mark chapter 11. Mark chapter 11 and verse 22. We're, we're familiar with this passage. We, we should so appreciate these verses. And we do, don't we? Mark 11, 22. Um, this is followed up by Jesus and his disciples came across a fig tree. Jesus, as you'll remember, The day before Jesus spoke these words that we're going to read, he came across a fig tree, went to eat fruit of it, and there was no fruit on it. It produced leaves, but not fruit. What's it mean? It looked like it was producing, but upon closer inspection, there was no fruit. We don't want to have a a life that people think Mm -hmm. is producing, but it's by our fruit we're known. It's by our fruit we're known. Um... We don't just want the appearance Mm -hmm. of right. We want to be living right. Amen. Amen. Um, That's what that tree did. It looked like everything was right, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't producing fruit. And so Jesus really, no doubt, he used that as an example to his disciples. Mm -hmm. And he spoke, he said, no man eat fruit of thee hereafter. Mm -hmm. Then he walked off and left it. He didn't just stand there and look at the tree and see, did that work? Yeah, that's right. There was no apparent evidence outwardly, but he spoke to it and walked off. He resumed living Mm -hmm. and let his faith words take care of what, take care of that tree. Amen. Amen. They came back the next day and Peter goes, wow, master, look, the the fig tree you cursed, it's Mm -hmm. it's dried up from the roots. Mm -hmm. Um, It surprised Peter. But Jesus didn't even draw attention to that tree. Yeah, that's right. Why? Because he expected it. Yeah. That's right. He knew. That tree's dead the moment I said it. Yeah. That tree isn't dead because I see it dead. Right. That tree's yes. dead because I said it that's dead. Right. Yes. <laughs> Amen. But it surprised Peter. And he drew attention to it. And Jesus used that opportunity to teach him. And this is what he taught him in Mark 11, verse 22. He said, he answered, said unto them, have faith in God. The, 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 uh, the original translation, because the, uh, the New Testament was re- originally written in Greek. Mm-hmm. So the Greek says, have the faith of God. Yeah. You say, well, I'm trying to get it. No, you have it. That's right. You yes, have it. Yes, yes. That's right. Human faith won't do this, but the faith of God will do this. That's, right. That's why he said, have faith in God or have the faith of God. Why? Because the God kind of faith will produce. That's right. He said, for verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he say shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. So verse 23 is telling us this, things will obey you. Talk to them. Yes. yes. Amen. In essence, mm-hmm. that's what it means. Things will obey you. Talk yes. to them. Yes. yes. Amen. Amen. Uh, Then verse 24, therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them 
before you see them. And you shall have them or they shall manifest. So verse 24 is telling us this, is telling us how to get our desires met. Verse 23 tells us how to remove hindrances. Verse 24 tells us how to receive our desires met. But then he goes on. This is still in connection with our faith life. Verse 25, and when you stand praying, forgive. Look at this word and. It connects what he's going to say to what was just said. I was talking about your faith, how to remove obstacles, how to remove hindrances, how to get your desires met. And when you pray, when you stand praying, forgive. What's that mean? Make sure you're on love's territory. Make sure you're on love's territory. If we're not staying on love's territory, our faith won't work. Unforgiveness is sin's territory. You can't stand on sin's territory and get faith to work. Why? Because God's not flowing there. His love isn't operating there. His love doesn't work in sin. Amen. So when we stand praying, forgive, make sure we're on love's territory. Because if we have ought against any, that our Father also, which is in heaven, may forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father, which is in heaven, forgive your trespasses. He's just basically saying this. Unforgiveness is not love's territory. And faith works by love. Faith works by being on love's territory. That means we're walking in love. When we take a step outside of love, we've taken a step into sin's territory. Amen. And he gives us one of the keys that trips up most people's faith, unforgiveness. That's one of the things that people will yield to, to step outside of love quicker than anything else is unforgiveness. Now, it's not the only thing, but with Jesus spotlighting it, he lets us know it's the primary thing. It's the primary thing. You not only have to forgive people. Why? Uh, because the divine love of God in you can forgive them. And when we didn't forgive, we chose not to forgive. Amen. Um, so when we're forgiving, we're not only forgiving other people. Do you know this? We also have to forgive ourselves. When we miss it, we have to forgive ourselves because if we don't, we're not on love's territory anymore and our faith won't work for us. Well, there's so much to learn and my, 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 it's a blessing to learn it, right? Thank God for his word. Um, But we've been teaching out of my book called Love the Great Quest and we invite you, get your copy. Go to DufresneMinistries.org or JesusTheHealer.org and you can order this book on that website and uh, we'll we'll get it right out to you. Don't just order it for somebody else. Love orders it for itself too. (laughs) Amen. And until next time, remember this, Jesus is the healer. God bless you. To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org. Love is to lead and govern us, and we are to make it our quest to pursue the way love leads. Victories await us as we learn to walk in the truths of divine love found in this book by Nancy Dufresne. Order Love, The Great Quest now at DufresneMinistries.org.
This is Pastor Nancy Dufresne inviting you to join us in Murrieta, California at World Harvest Church for our annual Holy Ghost meetings. The dates are January the 5th through the 10th. We're inviting everyone to go to our website at DufresneMinistries.org and register. We look forward to seeing you there. God bless you. Nancy Dufresne's book, Daily Healing Bread from God's Table, contains daily portions of healing bread for you to feast on and meditate on in your thought life throughout the day. Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible.